Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Brad, that call on your retirement was August 31st, 2011. Now, when did no cue become a reality? The the day of your retirement, wasn't it? And it was already in the works as it touched on before the break. Yeah, it was. It was uh, the company had sort of been going without my help, well, with my sort of bit of help uh, for the past sort of six months. Uh, I'd hired a few different people. I had a CEO kind of running the business at the time. And we actually launched the product live into the market on the day of retirement. So um, I thought I'd use my retirement announcement as a, a way to drop the drop the new product, give it a little plug, a little <laughs> kickstart in its career. <laughs> The uh, club were filthy about it, but uh, right, did you do? Did you drop it in the actual press conference? I had the press conference at one of my customers' coffee shops. <laughs> oh, I love it. So, and, uh, and so but now- look, you, you only get you only get one chance to retire, and unfortunately, right. you know, I think a lot of the Adelaide Crows uh, shareholders and backers would have much preferred me do it the way I did it than sit there in the club rooms with a couple of sponsors behind my back and say I'm, I'm hanging up my boots like every other bloke that year. So, um, you know, it's boring. Those who cares about you know who cares about me retiring, but the business. Not well, that was something interesting. So yeah, um, it, it was good. It was it was a it was a good day. That one, thirty first of August. It's funny though because thirty first of August, almost it was six years to the day that I got sacked from my first business on the thirty first of August, and then first of September is when we closed the deal. So it kind of seemed a little bit like the stars were aligning every every five or six years for different milestones. So we spoke about Citrus Ad, but this NoQ was your first startup, really, a mobile ordering app that, as we now know, allows the user to dodge the queue by pre ordering food and drink. How did you actually come up with this idea, Brad? Actually playing against Essendon in, I don't know, I think it's 2009. Was, yeah, yeah, over in Melbourne. I remember sitting at event theatres thinking, well, I had, I had one of the first iPhone 2s, so I jailbroke it, got it from the US, loved my gadgets, got it, and thought, this is a fascinating piece of, of technology. Imagine what this got. And then my brain started going, all things it could do. And I was like a big fan of Nando's because I obviously playing footy, you got to eat relatively healthily. And uh, I thought, oh, I really want some Nando's sitting in the movie theater. It's going to take 20 minutes to cook that chicken. I really want that chicken. Like, how good would it be if I could just pre-order it on my phone? Sit here and in my chair and order it and go get it. And that's kind of where the idea kind of spawned from is that concept of just joining what was a available technically so the iPhone made it possible and then trying to join the dots with the with the retail and I knew the demand was going to be there so obviously Uber Eats now is killing it right it's the same business model as Uber Eats to, to a large degree but we were just way ahead of our time and with technology startups I think Silicon Valley have basically coined that 60% of the reason that you're going to make it is based on your timing into the market so you're too early too late you're dead either side so we, we were a little bit too early with NoQ which is why we pivoted a couple of times ended up being an e-commerce platform for grocery which, uh, which is where it kind of ended up but, but you can have, but Brad, you can have great timing and you can have a great idea, but then you need to finance it. So how did you attract investors? Because, hey, it looks easy on paper, but in reality, I'd imagine anything but. 
<laughs> yeah, it, it's very, very difficult. But it's and, and a lot of startup guys want to get out there and create a deck and pass it to a VC and just hope the money rolls in. But the reality is that's not how it happens. You know, it probably took me about 70 meetings to get, get my first check. 70. So that's seven, 70. That's probably 70 one-on-ones I've sat with just individuals, accounting groups. Every time you pitch, you get a little bit better. They give you feedback. So it's a very good educational process. But 70 I remember sitting there with, oh yeah, 70. Yeah. And most, yeah, that's the difference, right? Is it, is it, where do you draw the line and give up or go, this isn't going to work. So, you know, luckily for me, I was just pig-headed and didn't want to stop and thought it would work eventually. And, and finally got there in the end with, with one bloke putting in some cash. And then once you get kind of one guy, two guys, then it becomes a herd, herd immunity, right? It becomes like a herd block mentality. And then people, because the first guy I got was very high profile, all the guys that said no to me, I went back to every one of them and said, well, this bloke's in now. What do you think? Oh, that's, that's, that's a different proposition now. You've got some credibility. You're not just a, you're not just a dumb footballer with an idea, right? So it, it became, <laughs> became a little bit more credible. But yeah, look, I, I went to just about every high profile um, Adelaide businessman and, and try to pitch him. And, and look, one of the fascinating stories, I won't tell you the name of the guy because he's, he's obviously a very private man, but very, very famous, wealthy, extremely successful guy in Adelaide. He goes, look, I've made a ton of investments in my time in startups. And, he, and he, I was sat in his office and he puts down this big whack of documents and it's probably, I don't know, two foot thick. And then he brings out another one that's a you know slither you know, about one document. He goes, right, these are the startups that have, that have maybe no money. I've lost everything. And these are the startups that have made me money. And uh, he goes, you got about a one in 50 chance. But he said, if you, if you can raise 900 out of your million, I'll give you the last 100 grand. And I think he choked on his cornflakes when I turned back up and said, I've got the 900. I don't think he was ever expecting me to get it. So, <laughs> And was he uh, in? But he was in. He was a man of his word. Uh, so he came in reluctantly. I don't think he uh, necessarily uh, wanted to, but uh, he promised me that if I could get, if I could rope in 25 other blokes, uh, that, that, that he would uh, happily part with his cash. And he did so. So very grateful for that. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.